At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Coming to a city near you soon. A Dutch city, Harlem, near Amsterdam, is going to be the first city to ban meat advertisements for climate change. Uh, Yay! Now, the councillors agreed to ban uh, these ads back in November, but officially notified ad agencies this week. Uh, Don't worry about those Dutch farmers protesting plans to cut the sector uh, to meet emissions targets. (laughs) Don't worry about the 95% of Dutch people that eat meat. Uh, Don't worry about the 20% that eat meat every day. Uh, They will become the first city, in fact, in uh, the world to ban advertisements for most meat because of its impact on climate change. All right. Good news. They claim that uh, this is going to outlaw advertisements for intensively farmed meat on public places like buses, shelters, and screens starting in 2024. Uh, The move was approved by the city council back in November, as I said, but uh, now it's uh, everyone is aware. And in fact, uh, the one counselor said, uh, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, uh, this includes ads from fast food chains as well. So cheap meat from intensive farming is what we're looking to ban. (laughs) They haven't decided yet whether they're going to outlaw ads for organic meat so right now we're just banning advertisements and we're making it more difficult for the farmers to raise the cattle that create the meat that we all love to eat but for right now we're just banning the advertisements (laughs) we're not banning the actual meat that my friends will be coming shortly so just be ready Because it's coming to a city near you very soon. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So are you a victim? Well, I guess it would be a victim. Of a quiet firing? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think we've all known people who have been a victim of quiet firing. Uh, You know, your boss is uh, missing in action for much-needed conversations. Your boss assigns opportunities you wanted wanted to other team members. Uh, Your boss can't provide clarity on why your co-workers are getting raises and promotions while you aren't. Uh, You're placed on an unreasonable performance improvement plan. Your job expectations or workload changes without any input from you. Uh, so are you, uh, is that a sign that you're, uh, you know, quiet firing? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, for sure, if you start getting reviews like you didn't get before, that means your bosses are starting to document, uh, the paperwork that they need to kick you to the curb 
no question. But, uh, you know, as just, uh, I, I guess do we call that, we're calling that quiet firing. I mean, I, I for sure I've seen that happen before. I've seen uh, promote to the level of incompetence. So you just give people promotions until they reach a job where they can't do it and they'll either quit or you'll get them fired. That's because nobody had the guts to fire them when they didn't do their job before. Uh, okay. Uh, and then I see a story about quiet quitting. Uh, okay. I guess that's the new way for people to explain why they are not doing more than the bare minimum to stay employed. We've all worked with employees like that for sure. Um, you know, that's uh, for sure. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. You're still performing your duties, but you're no longer subscribing to the hustle culture. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that's quiet quitting. I don't know that that's quiet quitting. I think that's just, I'm going to do what the job entails and that's it. I don't have to do all that extra stuff. That extra stuff is for people that want to move ahead, and I don't. Especially at this job, because I don't like it. <laughs> According to a survey in 2021, 27,000 U.S. workers, of, of 27,000 workers, Gallup found that only 36% of people reported being engaged with their jobs. With the number of actively disengaged employees ticking upwards since 2020. Well, yeah, I mean, there a lot of businesses want loyalty, but they don't give loyalty. That's a that's an issue with a lot of businesses. They expect loyalty, but they don't give any loyalty in return. And if you want to keep that loyalty, you've got to give it in return. It's just me. I know, crazy. And, you know, you keep getting, especially the jobs that you're getting two and 3% raises, inflation is eight or 9%, you know, you're not keeping up. So why are you working so hard? I'm just going to do the job that I'm supposed to do and not do the extra. Is that quiet quitting? I guess. I mean, I used to work with a guy. (laughs) It's one of my favorite stories. That's kind of quiet quitting. Uh, I worked with a guy that would, uh, he would come into the office, open his office, set, well, what everyone thought was his phone on his desk, turn the little desk light on, and then he would leave. And he would go golfing. And he would be out golfing, and they would wonder, you know, where it was you could, and you'd call and leave a message, and then he would be out on the golf course. And ever so often, he would, uh, out on the golf course, he would call the phone that he left on his desk. And so people would hear the phone ringing, so they figured he was in the building. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would come back after his golf game and uh you know he'd do uh, the bare minimum of his job and then that was good he always got his golf game in always went wherever he wanted his plan was and I, it took me a little while to catch on to that but i thought that was genius genius uh you just leave that phone on the desk and make sure the ringer's on and he hits the golf course and then ever so often you call it so you call that number. So it rings. People think you're in the building. You're just not at your desk. They're looking for you. <laughs> genius. Is that quiet quitting? I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of genius working, actually, in my book. But there's a lot of people that uh, try to uh, 
you know, just do the bare minimum. I don't know that that's quiet quitting. I feel like that's just, uh, I don't know that it's lazy. It's just you aren't going to do the little extra that it takes. And we all have worked with employees that say, uh, I'm not going to do that. That's not my job. Well, I know it's not your job, but it's part of, you know, to get your job 100% done and to get my job 100% done, that job needs to get done. Well, then you do it. Or, you know, get the person who's supposed to do it, do it. But I'm not going to do it. Is that quiet quitting? I don't think so. Uh, That's just doing your job, right? Without going that extra step. So when companies want people to go that extra step, they need to uh, go that extra step toward you as well. And I think that's where we're getting into the problem now. Uh, They expect loyalty and give none in return. And that just can't happen. Uh, That just can't happen. Otherwise, uh, you're going to be looking for employees. And where are the employees? Every place I go, everybody's got help wanted signs up. Everywhere. Uh, What happened to the people? (laughs) I mean, some people in my life, Brad Staggs, has from Mojo Five O has made the case that what happened? We've we've lost people. We've lost people, and we're not being told because some so many businesses have help wanted signs up, and they can't find people. It's not they're turning down people to work, which I think some companies are, uh, but they these other places nobody's even applying, and they're they're willing to pay you know whatever the whatever the going rate is fifteen twenty bucks an hour. Uh, you know, whatever the deal is, they'll, you know, try to work with you on scheduling, but nobody comes in to apply. What happened to the people? Is that quiet quitting? Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe people are quiet quitting because they're just not out looking for work. That's possible, I guess. But if you are a victim of quiet firing now, that's when you need to wake up and, you know, start making your moves. When you start, uh, when you start feeling like, uh, you know, you're going to become a victim of that, uh, of firing because things are working against you at work. Uh, start making your moves because uh, it's coming. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink and desperately. Oh. Okay, at the time of this recording, at the time that I'm recording Chewing the Fat, the queen is not dead yet, okay? The family is jetting into Balmoral, into Scotland. They're all going to be there. They even claim that Harry and Meghan are going to show up. That will be fun. Uh, That'll be real fun. But the queen is not doing well. The doctor is on staff. She's been fading fast uh, as, uh, you know, recently. I know that uh, Chuck went to church without her the other day, and she brought in both prime ministers, the old one and the new one. They went to see her. She did not go back to London for that. Uh, and so, I mean, they came to her. <laughs> so she's she's not doing well. They're all flying in, and the whole family is gathered around. Charles is in back, just smiling, sipping tea, waiting for mom to finally kick it so he could be king something he's been waiting for since he was since he can remember since the world i mean he was raised for this right and he never got it so pissed and william and kate are like 
man, okay, no problem. As long as dad doesn't keep it, uh, I'll be king. And uh, Kate's like, I'm going to be queen. Kate stayed back. The kids are in school. Yeah, you know, I'll be up there. Let me know when she dies, okay? Uh, I'm not going to hang around with the whole family just waiting for her to die. Well, the kids got to go to school. So anyway, uh, you know, as uh, you know, I'm a fan of uh, the royal, the royals, uh, just because. But just so you know, uh, you know, if uh, as far as right now she's not dead, now you can say your prayers for the queen. Uh, people are starting to show up at Balmoral. Uh, I am more concerned; they're all there. I don't know where they're going to stay. Uh, it's going to be an awful crowded. Plus, this property actually belongs to the Queen, right? It's private property. The other residences belong to uh, the kingdom. Uh, This actually is property of the crown. Uh, And it could get crowded. It's only a 50,000-acre estate. You know, look, it's a working estate. Uh, No problem. It's only... (laughs) The castle is made from granite on the property, all right? So it's 50,000 acres... Uh, contains a variety of landscapes. Uh, there are seven hills, uh, three, 3,000 feet. Yeah, okay, they're in the hills of uh, Scotland. The estate also incorporates uh, about a 7,500-acre estate bought by Elizabeth in 1878, so it's got another little adjoining estate. Maybe that's where, maybe that's where Chuck and Camilla <laughs> will stay. I'm sure they're all on high alert, though. I mean, according to this, they employ 50 full-time and 50 to 100 part-time staff to maintain the working estate. I'm sure those are people are all on call and maybe even some more now that uh, everyone is showing up. There are approximately 150 buildings on the estate, including Burkill, formerly home to Elizabeth, uh, the Queen Mother, uh, oh well, that's uh, and that's used by Prince Charles and uh, the Duchess of Cornwall, Camilla. <laughs> then there the there's the uh, Craigowan Lodge. That's a place where they send some of the guests. And uh, then there's six smaller buildings on the estate that are let as holiday cottages. Yeah, Harry and Meghan are going to be lucky to be in one of the holiday. <laughs> cottages i'll tell you that <laughs> the uh the lodge the one the craigerwin lodge is just a seven bedroom stone house it's about a mile from balmoral that's a rustic little thing <laughs> so it's going to get a little crowded at the old balmoral castle but right now uh things you know everybody will be fine and sipping tea and just uh you know praying if they pray at all uh, that uh, the queen will be fine Charlie will be praying in the other direction. I promise. I mean, I'll be nice and believe that he doesn't want his mom to die. But on the other hand, I mean, he's wanted her to die for a long time. So that's a tough road for Chuck. I mean, one hand over here, you know, he doesn't want us. He's going to lose his mommy. Uh, But on this hand, he's like, go already. I want to be king. Sick of waiting. And so, and William is just like, oh man, dad, why don't you just become king and then uh, say goodbye and give it to me because nobody likes you. You know that. You're a douche. Nobody likes Camilla. I mean, sure, you love her, but that's, you know, good for you. And so why don't you just become king and then, you know, give me the crown. And that way you could say, hey, you were king, no problem. But I felt like my son 
uh, needed it more. And then just give it to me and move aside. It will be fun, though, that they're all on the same estate. Uh, it will be fun because you're gonna have you're gonna have Charles there with the wife, Cabela. <laughs> Sorry, those are the rules of the show. Uh, you're gonna have uh, Andrew. Is he gonna show up? I mean, he's on the outs, man. After the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, man, Andrew. They just want him to go away, but he's got to be there as much as mom, right? <laughs> and so they all are trying to, you know, they've got to be together, and they're sad for mom. And then William and Kate, along with Harry and Meghan. Oh, man. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, I mean, I don't want the queen to die, but it's going to be fun to see them all together uh, trying to pretend to be. Uh, oh, they're going to. I mean, they're all. They all actually will be sad that mom and grandma and sister is going to die, but. Uh, or has died. But uh, being together with all the with all the all their little idiosyncrasies, crimes, and hatred for each other, <laughs> maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Did you see? I was looking at a TikTok video. I know uh, the other day, and it was about a family documenting their Universal Studios trip to Florida. And, uh, you know, it was, went viral and they were all wound up, had, you know, million views or more. And, uh, they were talking about how much it costs. And I thought, well, you know, I've done stories about how they're all raising their prices and how expensive it is. And then, but when you see it in action, you think, I mean, how long can it last? So this couple from the United Kingdom, by the way, and they're probably back home, you know, getting ready to mourn the queen, as a matter of fact. Uh, they uh, went to Universal Studios and she, the mom, the lady, documented it on TikTok just how expensive it was. And she goes through their entire day at Universal Studio. Pretty incredible. Um she talks about uh, one day at Universal Studios, twenty one seventy nine for breakfast, uh, which they picked up at uh, Wendy's, I think. $27 in parking. Uh, then they got a refillable drink for $19.16. Then they bought some lunch at Universal, $62.79. Then they bought one souvenir from Harry Potter's World, $42.60. A little bit later on in the afternoon, they got ice creams uh, for $19.76. Mom said she got a coffee. For four twenty-five, uh, then they got dinner at a Burger King, thirty-six thirty-nine, uh, and the tickets for Universal that day cost four hundred and eighty-three dollars and sixty-six cents. They got bought fast passes uh, because they had two kids and they didn't want to have to wait in line at all these rides because those and not every ride gets the fast pass, by the way. But those the fast passes cost three hundred and ninety-six dollars. Uh, that so for the total one day at universal $1,113.40 one day wow I mean, that's when you see it in action it's like ooh, okay uh you got it now there a lot of people were saying oh hey you could have you could have gone to portugal stayed in a villa for that <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there was a survey done by uh, the home rental firm Home to Go. Who doesn't love Home to Go? And they found the most affordable theme park in the U.S. was Tropic Falls at OWA in Alabama. 
now if you're coming from the united kingdom perhaps universal studios sounds better than come on kids we're gonna go to tropic falls at owa in alabama (laughs) so if you're gonna go to tropic falls uh at owa in alabama uh, one adult gets you a twenty-two forty-nine for a ticket, seventy-two sixty-seven a night for accommodations. Parking was free, so you're good to go. Or maybe you just go to, you know, Universal Studios. I, you know, the least affordable theme park on that list was Disney World's uh, uh, Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom, which is in Florida. So uh, according to this, when they did the survey. You have to fork over $129 for admission, $25 for parking, $126.80 for nightly stay. Uh, and I think that's even, you know, gone up now. I mean, we used to, I lived in Florida, so, you know, when we would go to Universal or uh, Disney World, we would stay outside of the kingdom, but it's nice to stay inside the kingdom. You know, I've stayed inside the kingdom as well, and it's, it's nice because then it's all-inclusive, but you're paying for it. Uh, you're paying for it. So, you know, you can fly to Turkey and stay at an all-inclusive hotel for the same amount of money or less. Or maybe you go to Portugal for a week and rent a villa, which doesn't actually sound that bad. Uh, giving a, giving a toss-up between Universal Studios and a villa in Portugal, eh, we may be going to Portugal. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. All right, some quick hits to get you through the day today. Uh, if you're listening live, it is the 8th of September, 2022. Thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can request a cameo at JeffyJFR. You can email the show anytime, chewingthefat at theblaze.com. So you can follow me on YouTube as well with Chewing the Fat with uh, Jeff Fisher. So we have a new iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 Plus that was announced. Uh, The Plus expands to a 6.7-inch device from the standard 6.1-inch version. All right. Uh, Good news from uh, iPhone. The new safety features, the the new iPhone 14 allows users to contact emergency services using satellite towers when normal cell service isn't working. I kind of like that. Uh, The new Apple Watch can alert family and emergency services when the user is in a car crash. Isn't that special? Find out. We know where you're at all the time. And, uh, okay, thanks. And uh, they have, uh, they were touting the new AirPods as well. I'm sure those AirPods are not as good as Raycon, who is a sponsor of this program, by the way, by Raycon dot com slash jeffy uh netflix was warned over immoral content seven arab countries including saudi arabia and egypt are threatening legal action against netflix unless it removes material that violates islamic and societal values and principles 
They didn't highlight specific content, but local media reports suggested the concern was about LGBTQ plus themes and characters. Persian Gulf states have clashed with U.S. media companies over such content before, like when they banned Pixar's Lightyear from cinemas over a same-sex kiss. Disney uh, was close to buying Twitter in 2016, according to uh, former CEO Bob Iger. Uh, he said at the uh, Code Conference, and Bill, I bet you that was riveting, uh, he said that uh, they pulled out due to various concerns, including finding out that a substantial portion of its users were fake. <laughs> Where have we heard that before? So Elon, who was attempting to pull out a buying Twitter on an account of bots, uh, replied, interesting. <laughs> Elon's case is still going on in uh, Delaware, and the judge refused yesterday to grant Musk's request to push the trial back four weeks. So that trial begins October 17th. Uh, Cineworld, we've talked about them uh, getting ready to file for bankruptcy. They finally pulled the plug. So they, uh, they are now filing for bankruptcy. They... Um, Filed Chapter 11 in Texas yesterday. And I guess they were hoping for some kind of a meme stock boost, but didn't get it. So they have now filed for bankruptcy. Uh, another headline news that we actually had medical amputations carried out 31,000 years ago. The find that predates what was formerly believed to be the earliest such operation by about 24,000 years. I think we've talked about that one before. The surgery of 24,000 years. They said that they found the, uh, the remains where there was surgery done. But these remains belong to a young hunter-gatherer buried in a remote cave on the Southeast Asian island of Borneo. The skeleton was missing the lower left leg and foot with the tibia and fibula showing a clean cut along with bony outgrowth similar to that seen in modern amputations. Researchers have estimated the individual underwent the procedure between the ages of 10 and 14 and lived until the age of 20 before being buried. Very interesting. It had previously been believed humans lacked the tools and medical knowledge to perform complicated medical procedures until the Neolithic Revolution, roughly 12,000 years ago. So that's certainly... Uh, things change, huh? Science and knowledge changes. That's so weird how that happens. Things we thought we knew, but aren't true. So, I mean, how bad... <laughs> you think getting your leg amputated now is bad. Think about what it was 31,000 years ago. All right, I'm going to take this stone and I'm going to cut your leg off through your bone. And we're going to hopefully, you know, if you live, you're going to hop around on one leg. And good luck, God bless. He lived for another 10 years. So good for him. And speaking of things that change, a teacher made a rare find. Uh, she uncovered a mystery fossil that appears to be older than the first dinosaur. Yeah, so amazing how we, uh, we now have animals that roamed, our species that roamed the planet 
prior to the dinosaurs. She said she was just walking along and stumbled upon a fossil. She said, I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so they believe that it's around 300 million years old. A hundred million years before dinosaurs ruled the world. There aren't very many specimens from this period, so it is an incredible find, said geologist and paleontologist John Calder. Yeah, no kidding. It's likely from the Carboniferous era, which occurred 80 million years before the first dinosaurs roamed, okay, roamed the earth. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is the er, this is early in the evolution of reptiles from amphibians and they're branching out yeah no kidding so whatever the fossil is it's been carefully removed and packaged and uh the government of prince edward island is set to send it to its next destination for further research so i guess the lady gets to name it or claim that she found it she gets nothing else for it uh, I don't know, maybe give her, I don't know, a coupon to Wendy's or something. <laughs> maybe give her the, you know, the coupon for the new beer pizza. I see there's a place in Iowa, I think, that was celebrating their new breakfast pizza. They're partnering with Bush Light to celebrate the ultimate beer, cheese, pizza, breakfast pizza. So they're going to be at the game. They're going to be at the big the big game this weekend. So look for it. It's topped with uh, beer, cheese sauce, ham, sausage, bacon, scrambled eggs, green peppers, onions, cheddar, and mozzarella cheese. Uh, it's turning, uh, this company is turning 21 this month. So it's almost like our breakfast pizza. It's becoming an adult. <laughs> so they're going to be at the Cyclones and Hawkeye game. Uh uh this weekend so all right uh get your free samples not to the dinosaur bone lady though all right she gets nothing another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Well, who died today? Who died today? Bernard Shaw. Dead at 82 years of age. Bernard Shaw, the lead anchor at CNN for over 20 years. I mean, we all knew his name during the coverage of the Gulf War back in 1991, in the early 90s. I mean, Bernard was awesome. Uh, he They confirmed his death, that he died after complications uh, from non-COVID-related pneumonia. They were sure to point that out, which I'm not sure why, but uh, the complications from non-COVID-related pneumonia. Uh, CNN uh, launched in 1980 and he was the Washington anchor 
when CNN launched, and he was the lead anchor for 20 years. Um, and he did presidential elections and Gulf War coverage, and he was a big part of making CNN what it is today, a different CNN from what it is today, that's for sure. But uh, he was uh, he was definitely there. He retired at the age of 60. Wow, that seems... That's uh, a long time ago. In 2001, he retired at 60. Wow. He said he wanted uh, to spend more time with his family and to write books. Uh, in today's world, he could do that and do a show. But he did the send-off on air. I mean, Ted Turner showed up, and they all... They all he said uh, that he hoped to be back on CNN from time to time. He said on his closing show, I've teetered on the shoulders of giants trying to measure up. Awesome. Bernard Shaw. Uh, I know everyone uh, misses him. I saw, you know, tweets from all the CNN people. Funeral services for him are going to be closed. Invited guests only and family. In lieu of flowers, the family said uh, donations can be made to the Bernard Shaw Scholarship Fund at the University of Chicago. And the family requests privacy. So Bernard Shaw, uh, dead at the age of 82. Rest in peace. And I see where uh, one of our Who Died Today members. Uh, I can see what you make Who Died Today. You remember. Uh, Gustav Arnell, the Bed Bath & Beyond leader, uh, who jumped to his death. Uh, or was pushed by the wife, but they're saying suicide. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not accusing. I'm just saying it's possible. Uh, they're saying now, yeah, he was, he, we thought he was overwhelmed. Uh, man, he was a lot, under a lot of pressure and in the lawsuit. And uh, people were, he was going to have to lay off and close, lay off workers and close stores. So, sure, we thought he was the man for the job. He previously worked as an executive for Avon and Walgreens and Procter and Gamble, but now, now that he jumped and is dead, he was phew, man overwhelmed. So we're just trying to make it right, are you? All right, Bed Bath and Beyond, we got you, we got you. And I think that we can all feel just a little bit safer today. All right, just a little bit safer. Uh, Nigerian officials have intercepted 7,000 donkey penises at an international airport after the smell from the packages aroused suspicion. (laughs) So we know that the 7,000 donkey penises weren't attached to donkeys. So, I mean, 7,000 donkeys... Uh, you'd notice those, but apparently you, you know, it's tough. There were 16 sacks of donkey penises uh, that were trying to be uh, smuggled, attempting to be smuggled to Hong Kong at the uh, Murtala Mohammed Airport in the Nigerian city of Lagos. Uh, Sambo Dangaladadima, the customs controller at the airport, Dangaladadima, uh, he told the BBC that animal parts were found in sacks in the animal export section. Uh, they were being smuggled to Hong Kong in 16 sacks, but customers off, customs officers said uh, we intercepted the packages. Uh, the smell was quite pungent coming from the bags. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> between the penises and the donkey skin uh, from Nigeria to China apparently uh, smells. So they're saying that the 7,000 donkey penises and skin uh, are worth an estimated 416,000 euros. Wow. Uh, I guess it's a big deal uh, to use these parts in China in their traditional medicine spells. I mean, their traditional medicine. And uh, so they remember... <laughs> I feel like we we did another story where they had intercepted bags filled with donkey penises at the airport. <laughs> Not 7,000, though. 7,000 is a big number. Man, the pictures of... Oh, yeah, because we saw the pictures of the original, uh, the original story back in, I don't know, a couple months ago, two or three months ago, where they had 3,000 uh, pieces of donkey skin and penises oh man nastiness (laughs) so the donkey dealers association of nigeria and man you do not want to mess with the donkey dealers association of nigeria Uh, they urge the nigerian government to prosecute those who engage in indiscriminate killing of donkeys and smuggling of their animal parts outside the country yeah No kidding. Uh, We've invested millions into breeding donkeys, but smugglers are sabotaging our efforts so the world cannot have enough donkeys, okay? In Nigeria, the the Donkey Dealers Association of Nigeria are doing their part, and they don't want any indiscriminate killing of donkeys and smuggling of their parts outside the country. Uh, You know what? I, I, I feel like I agree with that. I don't know that I care that they're actually breeding donkeys, but I feel like 7,000. So in the last few months, we've lost over 10,000 donkeys in Nigeria that we know of for their penises and their skin to go to China for traditional medicine. I feel like no. I feel like I'm okay with that being no. But I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if I've taken any vitamins or medicine shipped to the U.S. from China made with donkey penises and or skin. It's possible. Uh, tell me that you haven't. Tell me. Tell me that you haven't. That's what I thought. You can't. And now all I can think about is the donkey penis and skin cartel. I mean, we've got the drug cartels. We're shipping stuff all over the world. And now we're smuggling donkey penis. <laughs> the poor donkeys. I know now. I, now I, I say that, and I, you know, now I, now I don't feel so bad because do I care that donkeys? I do kind of. I don't want to be on Peta's side. I kind of. I, I don't want to pretend I'm on Peta's side here because Peta is going to be, you know, all about this. There's no doubt. I do. I guess want to say that I'm on the side of the Donkey Dealers Association of Nigeria. I think I'm on their side. I'm on the Donkey Dealers Association of Nigeria side that we can go ahead and stop the indiscriminate killing of donkeys and the smuggling of their animal parts 
outside the country, which means they're breeding donkeys for their own use. Stop sending donkey penises to China. Leave them in Nigeria where they belong. So no word on the queen yet. Uh, However, we did get breaking news that she has tested positive for COVID-19. So that's what the statement said. So she's experiencing mild cold-like symptoms, but expect to continue light duties. Yeah, so she's not even dying. She's receiving medical attention. Everybody's coming to uh, Balmoral. They're all racing in, and she's still going to be alive. It's just COVID-19. She's not really dying. They're going to be pissed. They're going to be pissed. The whole royal family's together out there at Balmoral, looking at each other, hating on each other. And uh, they're just going to say, she's got COVID-19. Maybe, you know, maybe Williams makes sure Charles goes in. (laughs) Want to make sure dad, uh, you know, maybe catches a little COVID-19, gets a, you know, gets a harder version. Just, uh, you know, let's get this thing underway. Both of them can drop and I can take over. Now, stop, Jeff. That's just mean. We are getting news now that Queen Elizabeth II has passed away. Very sad. Uh... She is now, it's being reported that she has passed away. Queen Elizabeth II, dead at the age of 96. Her 70 years she reigned. Wow. Incredible. So we'll definitely have to do a retrospective tomorrow. But I just wanted to get that in uh, as we were recording the show today. Uh, Queen Elizabeth has passed away. Charles is the new king of England. Whew. Man, you talk about tough times in the world. Charles is king of England. Whew. Anyway, uh, the Queen, El- <laughs> queen Elizabeth II, dead at the age of 96. Rest in peace. <laughs> and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.